Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to what I can only describe as a Monday. It is the 19th day of September, 2022. My name is Nick. Hey, look, everybody, it's Big J. Yeah! How you feeling, Big J? Oh, man, I, it's it's lonely at the house. But you have a roommate. It's quiet, I know, but he's very quiet and... Um, Which we used to that. You have a quiet roommate already in the house. I do? Yeah, you said uh, Kyle never talks to you. That's true, but there's two other people to make up for it. I see. So, uh, so this has been, <laughs> this has been a weird, uh, weird few days, but, uh, you know, they're having a great time. They're in Australia now. So. Did you figure out when they come back? No. It is weird to me that you don't know when your no, family returns. They'll be back later this week. <laughs> At some point. Uh, well, hopefully you enjoy the last couple of days of Bachelordom. How did you take advantage of it this weekend? Uh, by not being bothered by anybody. Nice, Doing man. whatever I want. Beautiful. Just you and the dog, huh? Uh, well, no, Ennin was there. Uh, that's his name. So he was there. He, he likes to... He was showing me how it's done because this kid, uh, he likes to meal prep for the week. So he spent all day yesterday pretty much cooking. Nice, I man. Like, man, I'm getting inspired. So what did you do about it? Well, I haven't done anything. He was in the middle of cooking. He was oh, using the, the kitchen. The inspiration is I'm going like, to yeah, get out of here, 24 kid. to 48. Well, I mean, you could have probably took over after he was done if you wanted to. Literally went all day. Plan out uh, Monday through Friday. So what's your meal plan? Let's get into it. Uh, well, I don't have one yet. I see. So the inspiration wasn't really there as much as it was like just cool to see somebody else do something in the kitchen. Well, no, it, it's an inspiration, but that doesn't usually happen immediately. Well, I mean, technically, that's exactly what an inspiration is. Something that immediately motivates you to do something and to change something. Or at least come up with some sort of plan. But none of those things have happened. Let's see. I'm not sure. I'm like, oh, you know what? That's a great idea. Let me go to the store immediately and then come back and start doing it. Yeah. No. It's a good It's a good way to spend some time. But listen, I'm sure you'll do that today. Uh, that's clearly what you meant to say. The inspiration will hit at some point today. And you'll yeah, that's what's going to happen. Uh, but hopefully it will be a good one for you. What do we have on the agenda for today? Oh, geez, I don't know. Something like uh, after Shook for Aftershock at around 7.30. Uh, we got uh, weeks full of qualifiers last week. We got one more week before we give this thing away on Friday. So you're going to want to tune in around 7.30, listen for a montage, identify one of the three bands featured in that montage, all three definitely playing Aftershock Festival in Sacramento next month and you will be good to go. So get yourself qualified for that giveaway that we're going to do on Friday. We've got tickets to give away today. we got a beard badass on the agenda. we got a We're Going to Hell story. That's all part of the fun today, so it should be a decent Monday. At least that's our goal. And we'll start with some music this morning. STP, kicking off the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's the X Rocks. Newsfeed on the morning after with Nick and Big J. 
Well, good news, bad news, Big J. The good news is this week it's going to be a lot less smoky in the Treasure Valley, which Yay! is fantastic. Bad news is today you're still going to have some smoke. Boo! In and around the area. The NWS has stated that Monday, that's today, by the way, probably going to be the last truly smoky day in the Treasure Valley. Now, it's still going to be less than it was the last two weeks, which is good. Uh, of course, last week, a lot of teeter-tottering between unhealthy to sensitive groups with the levels of smoke that was in the Treasure Valley. This week's air quality hovering in the good to moderate range, but haze will still be noticeable. Visibility should still be very good in and around the area today, but smoke levels are expected to decrease beginning tomorrow and Wednesday thanks to cooling temperatures, but also there's a low-pressure system that's coming in, uh, which is going to help dump rain onto a lot of the wildfires that are coming in the Pacific Northwest, including a ton in Idaho. Looks like we might see some rain on Wednesday and Thursday. That always clears up the smoke in and around the Treasure Valley, so things are going to start to be able to breathe easier beginning this week but with it keep in mind cooler temperatures and some rain but i don't think anybody's complaining about that agree or disagree big yeah totally so just prepare for yourself for one more smoky day here in the treasure valley and then it should all start to clear out uh, as long as we all go along with the game plan big j the broncos won on saturday 30 to 7 with a win over the ut martin skyhawks at albertson stadium your thoughts on the way the team performed on saturday please uh seemed like there was a just a, seemed, I don't know there's something about this team that just I, I don't know they they just didn't it's good to have a win it's good to have a win <laughs> it seemed like you wanted it to bleep talk him, I, and I, then you took I a just U-turn. feel like like we're gonna get crushed in conference play like real conference play well they have some things to figure out you're absolutely correct I, and listen I, I mean uh, I, I it feel like the Bronco fan base has Resoundly turned their back on Hank Bachmeyer. Who disagree? I mean, I don't know. I didn't. What, were they booing in the stadium? Because then, well, they, they, not so much booing as the uh, amount of applause the backup got when he entered the game in the fourth quarter seemed so like they really didn't passive. like Frank. Yeah, they really didn't like Hank very much. Uh, and well, and listen, and he had some issues again. Well, listen, he, he built up a twenty-three point lead, so he did okay. Yeah. But I think that this this fan base is used to seeing a little bit more out of the offense, and they were disappointed uh, by some miscues that Hank had again in the game and some issues. But uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure he could do anything to turn this around. I just feel like he's lost the 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 fan base, and that's not good. Now I'm not sure his backup is much better. I'm not sure Green is the answer either. He's not getting a whole lot of. Ch- I mean, he didn't do that great against Oklahoma against uh, Oregon State. So there's that. He had his own interception issues as well, but he's not Hank Bachmeyer. Right now, that's the place to be, I think, on the Boise State team. On the other hand, uh, though, say this, and I think they were just, they, it was very close to a sellout. Listen, so for against the University of Tennessee Martin, did, that's, you, did you watch the game? No, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Did you see the stands? Uh, I didn't notice. It was half full, dude. I mean, they announced the sellout. You're absolutely right. They said it was the 10th largest crowd, but that place was never more than, I would say, I don't know, three-fifths full. I mean, the upper thing had empty seats everywhere. And I mean, I know it's nice to announce a sellout and to say all that kind of stuff. And that's how the NCAA counts their attendance is by tickets sold or distributed, not necessarily the amount of people through the turnstile. But at no point was that was but that stadium still, near capacity. A couple years ago, we wouldn't have sold that many tickets. 
I'm not sure they were sold as much as they were distributed, but I understand what you're saying. It's nice to see at least you can say they turned out. I'm just saying, look at some pictures of the game and the stands. That was not a sellout. But listen, they had they 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 distributed a bunch of tickets, which is fantastic. Good for them. You're absolutely right. We'll see what ends up happening. They got UTEP Friday on the road, however, uh, on the 23rd is the next game for the Broncos, 7 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Big J, in this room, you are the 49ers fan. Can you please sum up the Trey Lance era for us? Over? At least for this season. Uh, did you see that as well? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you. I mean, I saw it in it, but I didn't see. Like it was in the middle of a scrum, so you couldn't really see well, how bad it went. It, it, it was bad. It didn't look that bad until he tried to put his weight on it and stand up on it. Yeah. And they showed that uh, several times, and that was very hard to watch. Uh, but yeah, he broke his ankle. He's getting surgery today. He's out for the rest of the season. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is your starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he did lead the team to a 27-7 win over the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, leave it to Seattle, Big J, to injure the starting quarterback for the 49ers and somehow make them better well it wasn't like he's uh was a super here's the thing this just ended uh this year for trey lance earlier than i projected that he would yeah i mean uh you were never a fan of him to begin with so i don't think i feel bad though i don't think it sucks for him because you know listen he, he he got injured in college a little bit and then covid and then he just starts getting going here and now he's injured out for a whole in a whole season man. it's almost like he shouldn't have been the number three overall draft pick probably Las Vegas Aces won the WNBA championship title on Sunday. Congrats to them. Uh, Chelsea Gray, your MVP. Uh, It is the first Vegas pro title in the history of the city. And, uh, of course, uh, they have a brand-new head coach to thank for that. Uh, So it was a good run by the Vegas Aces, and they will try to defend the title next year. Looks like Arizona State going to move on from Herm Edwards as their head coach after four seasons. Uh, That team lost at home to Eastern Michigan on Saturday, and it looks like the team cut ties with him right after that, although uh, the wake of Herm Edwards will be felt forever because that team is facing a ridiculous amount of NCAA rule violations because of his illegal recruiting practices of his staff and himself as well. So uh, I'm not sure how he kept that job as long as he did, considering all this stuff came out a while ago, but it took a home loss to Eastern Michigan for Arizona State to finally cut ties with Herm Edwards, who has been a bust, a 26-20 and record over four seasons with the Sun Devils. Box office report, Big J, The Woman King, the number one movie of the weekend, uh, $19 million. Was good enough for number one. Barbarian comes in at number two at six million. Pearl three with three million. See how they run four with another three million. And then Bullet Train coming in at number five, two point five million dollars at the box office. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the six o'clock hour. There's the Chili Peppers for you. It's Under the Bridge here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, as the only person in this room in a committed relationship, if only by default that makes you the relationship expert. Apparently, yes. So I ask you, as a 45, 46-year-old man, pardon me, uh, how much does a role of sexting live in your life is it a big part of it is it in the past is it something you know the wife's on vacation now in another country another continent is that something that is possibly seven eight hours difference explored in those in those particular moments she travels Uh, a lot though yeah no not right now not when she's the time difference but when she's not hell of a sex delay well, I mean, you could, I suppose, do no, it at not 2 o'clock much, in the afternoon. No, not as much as you think, especially when, you know, 
she works from home, so we're always almost, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm only here for a certain amount of time. There's not a lot of time for us to be texting when she can't talk to each other. Uh, was it a big part of your life at one point? Did you enjoy doing that? Was yeah, it a sure. thing? Uh, did you ever send a sex to the wrong person? No. That's never happened to you, no. huh? Congratulations, man, on the sexting discipline, because apparently it is a pretty common thing. Uh, according to a new survey, a bunch of people enjoy sexy text messages, like to do that, but apparently uh, the average adult has sent six sexed messages to the wrong person, and one in three people in America say they've sent a naked picture to the wrong person. Have you ever gotten a no. naked picture that wasn't intended for you? No. Me either. Darn, what am I missing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad about that. Also true. Like, I mean, uh, you know, again, uh, as I feel the need to apologize for my sex, ladies, I'm sure there's not a woman listening to this show that hasn't had oh, yeah. a naked picture sent to her without an, requesting un, an it. An unsolicited yes. I mean, pick. it happens uh, far, far, far too often. So I believe that the, the, the people that have answered a resounding yes to this have probably been of the female persuasion because dudes are gross and we, for some reason, enjoy sending pictures of our junk to people that have no business seeing it, nor do they want to see it. But yet it is something that we tend to do, and I'm not sure why. So, uh, number one, if that's you guys, hey, knock it off. Nobody enjoys that. Have some, you know... A little bit of chivalry. And if it's requested, then I guess it's up to you if you want to send it. But don't be doing that stuff. Like, don't be dropping in somebody's DMs and just sending pictures of your junk. That's not okay. Yeah, no. But also, you know, I think this goes back to making sure you double-check your work, man. If you're about to send a really sexy picture to somebody or a sexy message, just make sure you got that number right. You know, and you're not sending it to your mother-in-law or something. Or, you know, you're not sending it to a group text message. Those things are... Oh, God. Are Could you imagine? <laughs> Jesus. No. I mean, you've told me before you've accidentally typed things in, like, your family's group text that weren't meant for all eyes. But it's never anything that, you know, over the top. Yeah, no. So, once again, just a reminder that y you got to check your work. Because sexting is one of those things that's very personal and can be very embarrassing and can be pretty damaging if it's sent to the wrong person. So make sure you know where your stuff is going and make sure it's to the person that you want it to go to. And also uh, make sure it's something that the other person wants. These are simple things that can probably save you a lot of pain, uh, a lot of anguish, and a lot of embarrassment down the road. So see what you can do. Not that sexting is bad. It can be a very good thing and a cool part of a relationship. Just make sure the other person is involved in it and they want to be. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got ourselves a bearded badass fun next on the X-Rocks. I'm going to grow a beard. Presented by The Beardsmith on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And The Beardsmith brought you by The... Uh, I'm sorry, The Bearded Badass brought you by The Beardsmith. Thebeardsmith.com. You can go check out uh, all the accoutrement that you can uh, believe and imagine at uh, Thebeardsmith.com. Plus, you can also uh, make yourself an appointment at either the Caldwell or the Garden City Location Now, of the numerous Avengers on the list of Bearded Badass, I'm betting this one is the last person you might expect to make the Bearded Badass list. But Ant-Man has a pretty strong beard game. 
or should I say Paul Rudd. Now, Rudd was born in New Jersey. He grew up, though, in Kansas and ended up going to college of, uh, I'm sorry, going to college at the University of Kansas, hence his love for the Kansas City Royals and the Kansas City Chiefs. He loves those teams, and he's appeared many times uh, at uh, for those it, it teams in various ways. His first paid acting gig, Nick, was in 1991 for a Super Nintendo commercial. I remember that. He's looking up the camera. <laughs> yeah, and after a few more commercials and some TV roles, the big screen came calling with role in Clueless and one of the many Halloween movies. Wasn't long after that that he began to really pile up the movie credits, and in 2004, Judd uh, Apatow took notice of him and cast him in Anchorman. After that, he would w- make regular appearances in most of Apatow's work, and all of the while he was making movies, he was also regularly appearing in TV series like Friends and Parks and Rec, and in 2013, Rudd would have less time in his schedule for much of anything as he was announced as Ant-Man, a.k.a. Scott Lang. He will continue playing the role, at least through Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantumanium, which is coming out in 2023. Further than that, we're not really sure. Uh, Rudd is also a huge supporter of the Stuttering Association of the Young, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping young people who stutter. He hosted his uh, its sixth annual All-Star Bowling Benefit, Uh, In 2018, he told Vanity Fair that he became an advocate for stuttering awareness after portraying a character who stuttered in a play. He's also the founder of the charity The Big Slick, a celebrity sports event in Kansas City every June to support Kansas City Children's Mercy Hospital. So he's doing some pretty dang good things with uh, with, uh, his personal life as well as his professional life. And uh, in 2014, Rudd and his uh, good friend Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, they've been co-owners of a candy shop, Samuel Sweet Shop, a candy store in Rhinebeck, New York. Uh, that uh, they saved from closing when a previous owner, also a friend of theirs, had died unexpectedly. And uh, that candy shop just actually got an award for best candy shop uh, in New York, I think, here very recently. So there you go. Paul Rudd, man, bearded badass. And his beard game is really strong when he does have a beard. Uh, in fact, he's made several uh, bearded uh, lists uh, throughout uh, the, the world of the Internet. <laughs> Congratulations to him. And welcome to the list, Paul Rudd. Uh, certainly a, uh, a valuable member and uh, one of the funniest members of the Bearded Badass. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Continues to favorite, get it done. Favorite Paul Rudd movie? Favorite Paul Rudd movie? I'm going to go off the board and say uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Ah, yes. I yeah. do really, really enjoy that movie. I also enjoyed that TV series that was on Netflix that was completely absurd. And uh, I enjoyed The State as well. And that was the first time I had seen Paul Rudd because uh, I didn't watch Friends uh, or Parks and Rec when it came out originally. So that was my first exposure to him. And he's in a bunch of David Wayne yeah. movies, too. I love Overnight Delivery. I don't remember. Which one is that? Is that the uh, one with Reese Witherspoon? Yes, him and Reese Witherspoon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember much about... What was the plot of that one again? Uh, he's in a long-distance relationship, and he uh, accidentally, you know, he feels like uh, his his girlfriend is cheating on him, so he uh, breaks up with her via this really terrible uh, letter that he sends. Uh, over. One of those movies that would have been nullified by the internet? Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. And so he has to then <laughs> track down the note. Or uh, cell phones. And, and yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's funniness ensues. <laughs> he has to beat the delivery guy to her house yeah, to prevent and then, the Yeah, and then the delivery guy is determined to deliver the, the mail, and it just it's a fight between him and 
it's it's not the greatest movie. I just really like it. Uh, do you, is there anybody of note playing the delivery man? I don't remember his name, but no, okay. it wasn't somebody you would know off the end. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. Your important stuff plus your next chance to get qualified for that VIP trip to Aftershock. Hold on. I'm Morning After with Nick and Big J. Got a binge eating problem, everybody? Well, yeah. maybe, just maybe, you should start listening to more music. The British Science Festival, one of the funnest festivals out there. I wonder what sat down festival's like. with 120 people and monitored them for three weeks with binge eating problems. And they basically asked half the participants to listen to a bunch of music, including bands like Linkin Park, and then the other batch to just, you know, go about their regular lives. And they found out that if you listen to music, it helped release your fear or sadness, and you ate half of the amount that the regular binge eaters ate. That includes chips and sweets and chocolates and all that kind of stuff, if, as opposed to those who didn't listen to music. Now, this particular study only included adults that were in the age of 25 to 45, but they're not exactly sure how the music helped participants eat less, other than the fact that it helped them maybe deal with some feelings that maybe they weren't feeling out the right way. And listening to music can certainly sometimes help you do that, work your way through stuff. But one theory suggests that music can help release hormones like uh, dopamine and uh, serotonin as well, which can curb some of your appetite stuff that goes on. So next time you feel like, you know, you're super, super hungry and you know you shouldn't eat, crank a tune, man. No, ignore this. What's the matter? I work at a damn rock station. Yeah, but you don't listen to music all the time. Well, my, and, and when you the- are here to the credit of the survey, when you're here and you're on the radio, you're not shoving food down your face. So that's something. So you right? have to listen to it right as you're like, I'm going to eat something. That's I need to listen to a song. That's what they're saying. When you feel like the need or you think like you should be, start listening to music and it may help you do so. It's hard to eat when you're singing along with Linkin Park, Big J. I'll tell you that right now. No, yeah, or any other song. It's hard to eat while you're exercising. Also true. Maybe you should factor that in as well. But they're, they're, I think they're at the point where they're like, yeah, like telling binge eaters to exercise is like telling them to climb a mountain. Good luck with that. But it is fairly easy to turn on a song, and maybe, just maybe, that can help. Now, again, it didn't say it cured it. It just helped them eat less, which is a good thing as well. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, I guess. So give it a shot. Again, it didn't work for everybody, but it worked for the half that did. So maybe there's something there. Or maybe they all knew that they were in a study. I don't know. Boise State wins on Saturday, 30-7, your final score. They improved to 2-1 with a victory over UT uh, Martin. The Skyhawks at Albertson Stadium. Up next, the Broncos travel to UTEP on Friday, 7 o'clock kickoff on CBS Sports Network for another road game. There were some insane football games on the docket on the NFL yesterday. No lead is safe in the NFL, that is for sure. Uh, As crazy as that Miami Dolphins-Baltimore Ravens game was and back and forth and high scoring, there was one that was even crazier than that. Yeah, the Jets. Yeah, the Jets coming back down 13 with less than two minutes and no timeouts, and they win 
31 to 30 against the Cleveland Browns, and uh, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, listen, you deserve to lose if you let Joe Flacco go for four touchdowns against you. No offense to old man Flacco, but that's bananas. We've got two Monday night football games tonight. Why? I don't know. Even worse, why they're playing an hour apart is uh, I can't even explain it, even if I wanted to. But you've got the Vikings and the Eagles tonight at 8.30 Eastern, which is 6.30 our time on ABC. And then an hour later, the Titans and Bills kick off on ESPN and ESPN2. So you've got competing Monday night football games. This is not the first time they've done it on Monday night. I do believe it's the first time in week two for whatever reason. And they're playing at the same time, which usually only happens with like a weather delay or something you know yeah. weird has caused some sort of game postponement. But they're doing this on purpose, but I, I don't know why that they're doing this tonight. Because I guess the NFL thinks, why have four teams on short rest when you can have six, I guess, is the idea behind it. But it is happening. So you got two games to choose from tonight. And something else is happening that I never thought would happen, nor Keanu Reeves, I'm guessing. But they are going to make a sequel to the 2005 movie Constantine, and Keanu Reeves is on board, and so is the original director, Francis Lawrence. Now, what this is going to entail or where it's going to be available, I do not know. I just know that that it's... I know. I remember (laughs) it, too, because I saw it in a theater. But uh, that might be the last time I saw it. Not that I had a problem with it. I was just like, okay, that's that's happening. Uh, and I do believe, I never watched the Constantine TV show that they tried like twice to do. So there's that. Uh, I know uh, a version of the Constantine universe pops up in the Sandman show on, uh, on Netflix, if you're into that world. But uh, it's happening, it's coming back, and it's going to happen. And Keanu Reeves has said on multiple occasions, you know, if somebody asked him, uh, you know, if there was a sequel to a movie you could do, what would it be? And years ago, he said Constantine, and now he's getting that chance to do it. So get ready. Hopefully Uh this one turns out better than the Matrix one did when they revisited something that was cool 25 years ago. We'll see if it all shakes out this time around. is Weezer. That is Buddy Holly here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Weezer, not one of the bands playing Aftershock Festival, believe it or not, this year, but there are plenty of bands that are, which is why we are welcoming Lucas onto the show this morning. He was Caller X. Good morning, Lucas. How are you, buddy? Good, guys. Good morning to you. Excellent. Uh, We appreciate you calling in while you're clearly flying an airplane. That was wonderful. Uh, We appreciate all your help. And now we're going to give you a chance to actually get qualified for a trip for two to Aftershock VIP style. We're going to replay you this clip over the phone, so it may be difficult for you to hear, but hopefully this will be your second time around. We just need you to name one of the three bands you're going to hear in this clip, okay? Okay. All right, here comes replay number one for Lucas. Good luck, sir, and hopefully you can name one. Let's go. Just need one band that you heard in that clip. Anything come to mind? Kiss. 
Kiss, Big J, is that right? Kiss is indeed correct. That is correct. Good job, Lucas. You're officially qualified for that VIP <laughs> trip for two to Aftershock. We got VIP passes, we got airfare, we got lodging all set up for one lucky winner and a guest, and we're going to do that on Friday. And you were in the running, Lucas. Way to go. That was clearly song number two in that particular mm -hmm. montage. What other two songs and bands were featured? Uh, Hurricane from Thrice. That was, was a garbled song? mess. That yeah. was going to be tough to figure yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And then Slipknot, Dead Memories there. And that was the last one. And all three of those bands at Aftershock. Two more chances to qualify today with two new montages. 12.30 with Jason Drew. 5.30 today with Adam. We sure would like to see you get qualified. So keep listening for your chance to get in on that action. We're going to come back and go to hell. That's happening next in the X Rocks. The X Rocks. Of course, we're headed to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell Story, Big J, Marion County to be exact. Whoa. And I I've been lucky enough to not be in this situation, but... I've also had a very few select number of roommates that I didn't know very, very well. Have you ever had, like, a roommate from hell? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody that just you didn't get along with and was a terrible person? Yes. How did that turn out, Big Not J? very good. <laughs> not good at all? Not very good. Uh, I cleared it. Uh, suffice to say you're not friends any longer? No. I barely uh, remember the dude's name. Okay, so you weren't probably friends when it happened. How did that living arrangement come to be? You know what? I mean, it was it was arranged by my sister, That's and weird. yeah, I know. Well, no, it was because you know I was living in uh, my mom's house, okay, and she had been, she was living with my oldest sister in Salt Lake, and so it was just me in the house, and um, obviously uh, my sister owned the house, and so she was like, "We, you need to, you need some rent money," so I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're right," <laughs> and so yeah, I needed a roommate, and she found me a roommate. How long did you live together? I mean, six months, I think. Okay, so it wasn't very long, but it was long enough to be unpleasant. Yeah. And so, uh, it's your mom's house, I imagine, ended with him getting kicked out, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and how did that, were there any repercussions from that particular activity? No. Okay, well, that's good, because that's what this story is all about. A, uh, of course, with rent skyrocketing across the country, it has led to a lot of people to think about getting a roommate when they probably wouldn't. More importantly, it's probably gotten to a point of desperation where somebody's like, I need a roommate stat yeah. to help with these bills. And sometimes you let in somebody that's questionable, to say the least. And that is what happened to this couple that decided they wanted to rent out their extra room in their house. And they did so to 30-year-old Christina Adams. Now, Christina Adams was somebody that... Let's say it was difficult to get along with, at least according to the police report from the gentleman that kicked Christina out of the house. She was constantly uh, basically, you know, coming in and out of the house at all hours of the night. She refused to get rid of her dog that they said wasn't allowed in the house and basically was a, a messy person. So uh, overall, just a, a roommate from hell, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and so the couple got together and asked Christina to leave said, listen, this isn't working out. This is our home, and, uh, you know, we're going to have to ask you to find another place to live. You've got 30 days to move out. Now, uh, a responsible adult would probably either I take a long take a long look in the mirror and go, you know what, this probably isn't a good idea, or, you know, just leave. But that's not how Christina reacted to this news. She quietly wandered into the kitchen, Big J, took a butcher's knife out of the knife block, and then started stabbing both of the people that kicked her out of the house. Which Damn. I believe, uh, if anything else, certainly solidified their reasons for kicking her out of her house, right? Yeah. 
Uh, as the two victims were bleeding in their own home, oh, Christina then left to apparently go grocery shopping, question mark, because they were fine enough to call 911 and say, hey, listen, we've been stabbed by a woman that we tried to kick out of her house, and now she's left. And then police were able to use her cell phone data and track her to a nearby grocery store there in Marion County and arrest her in the grocery store for attempted murder. The good news is both of the victims are going to be okay. Uh, you know, they got a couple extra holes in their body courtesy of the stabbing. But Christina Adams is going to go to jail for a long time because she got two charges of first-degree attempted murder on her ledger, and she is now facing crimes. And just from the mug shopping, Jay, she does not look like a pleasant person. I don't want to jump to conclusions from one picture, but right. this one is just like, that's a, that seems like somebody I don't think I would invite to live in my home. She just doesn't look friendly, but I could be wrong. Maybe they just caught her on a bad day. Everybody needs a chance. Uh, so she finds herself in jail. She's facing a lot of charges, and she also didn't get what she went to the grocery store for, apparently. So... It was a big L all the way around. So a reminder, if you're looking to kick out that troublesome roommate from your house, just make sure all blunt objects and weapons have been removed from the house before you do so, because you never know what will actually push that person over the edge. And odds are they're teetering as it is. Morning after with Nick and Big J, there's your We're Going to Hell story. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got ourselves some important stuff, plus your pop culture smackdown. In the news today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, I'm going to ask for your advice because I'm about to head into peak unhappiness, according to the National Bureau of Economic Research. <clears throat> oh, no. They studied it and found that if you are going to have a midlife crisis, it's probably going to happen when you're 45 years old. You just exited your 45th year of life. How was your midlife crisis? I mean, I think I had several. So. <laughs> Which one was I the best? I don't think I'm done having them, so... Uh, if you think you're having one, you're probably not alone. They happen, in mostly, as far as this report is concerned, in developed and wealthy countries, which the United States happens to be uh, one of those. And midlife crises tend to peak in the peak earning years, meaning it happens to be when you are the most well-off you've been, getting paid the most for a job that you're doing, and have the most currently than you've had before in your life. It's a weird kind of thing where you're at your quote-unquote peak, but you feel like you're not a far enough along as you should be. Now, stress increased for people once they hit the age of 40, peaked at the age of 45, and that contributed to a whole bunch of stress factors, including job stress, sleeping problems, overeating, alcohol consumption, all those things are a factor in midlife crises, and that's how people choose to cope with that kind of stuff, and none of it is healthy, of course. And so they just basically say, hold on for the ride, man. It happens to everybody, and it's going to happen probably to you. So if you've gone through a couple, Big J, what's your advice? Hold on. Hold on your butts. So Samuel Jackson's line from Jurassic Park? Yeah. Man. <laughs> Boise State wins... <laughs> 30-7 over UT Martin and the Skyhawks at Albertson Stadium on Saturday. That means they improved to 2-1, and one, although I think people were still impressed with the defense. It left a lot to be you know, desired on the offensive side of the ball. Hank Bachmeyer uh, ended up throwing a couple of touchdowns, but also had a couple of turnovers in the game, and we had the backup come in to much applause from the stadium 
in the fourth quarter. So we'll see what happens going forward. Broncos up next. They travel to UTEP on Friday to take on that particular team on the road. Kickoff is 7 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Aaron Judge keeps cranking home runs. He's a few away now from tying Roger Maris's American League record. He hit home runs number 58 and 59 yesterday as New York beat the Brewers 12-8 to on Sunday. He currently leads the major leagues with homers and RBIs with 127. Got a couple of games left to see if he can't break that Yankees record set by Maris back in 1961. We'll see what he can do. Interesting and fun weekend of football last yesterday. Uh, the Clipper, excuse me, the Clippers, the uh, Chargers ended up beating the Chiefs, of course, or the Chiefs beat the Chargers on Thursday night football. And then we headed into Sunday, which the Dolphins beat the Ravens, Jets over the Browns 31-30 in a last-second victory. Uh, Patriots beat the Steelers in a game for, of who could care less, 17-14. Jaguars shut out the Colts, so maybe it wasn't Carson Wentz's problem that the Colts couldn't beat the Jaguars last year. Uh, Panthers ended up losing to the Giants 19-16. Giants are now uh, 2-0, Big J. Buccaneers over the Saints, 20-10. We got the Lions over the Commanders, 36-30. Had the uh, 49ers beat the, the Seahawks, 20-7. Rams over the Falcons, 31-27. Broncos over the Texans. The Cardinals came back on the Raiders and another improbable comeback victory. Cowboys needed overtime but beat the Bengals, 20-17. And the Packers beat the Bears last night on Sunday Night Football. A couple of games for Monday Night Football tonight. The early game, technically is the Vikings and the Eagles. That game is 6.30 on ABC. And then ESPN has the Titans and Bills kicking off about an hour later. Why there's two games tonight, I do not know. Nobody can tell us, but it's happening and they're playing pretty much at the same time, which is even weirder. Big J, our best wishes out to Chris Jericho. Fozzie has had to postpone the rest of their fall tour to the spring because dude got a bruised larynx wrestling. You kidding me? That sounds about right. He sustained the injury during an AEW match last month. He posted some pictures on his social media, and it did not look good. Like, his whole upper body is bruised from the match. Uh, Five dates, all of them on the East Coast and in Canada, uh, will not be rescheduled until uh, you got the spring. But uh, Fozzie's had to postpone the tour because Chris Jericho can't really talk right now, let alone sing. So hopefully he's going to be okay. Uh, Also, hey, guys, take it easy. Isn't wrestling supposed to be fake, Big J? What's going on here? Now we're bruising people's larynxes when they're singing? Yeah. cool. Maybe aim for, like, the legs in the midsection. Yeah, you think there'd be a rule. Hey. Hands off the merchandise. the throat. (laughs) That's how I make my money, man. My double money maker. Knock it off. And his podcast. Yeah, exactly. He's got to stop everything. (laughs) That's uh, that's not good. No, no. But he's going to be okay. Just needs a little bit of rest to uh, let it fully heal. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your pop culture smackdown coming up in moments. Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is right. And uh, coming up here on uh, October 2nd to Nick, Trivium is coming to town uh, to the Rev Center along with Between the Berry to Me and Whitechapel. Going to be an awesome, awesome show. We'll get to set up with tickets for that if you can beat me in pop culture smackdown. Get your medal on at the Rev Center if you want to go. Now would be the time to get on the phone and play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. You're going to have to defeat Big J in order to claim these tickets, and that could be an easy task or a difficult one today. We will see. Hello, The X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Jake. All right, Jake, you're up first. Jake, what is the name of the family dog on The Simpsons? Oh, self-sanitized little helper. Yeah. Right. Good job, my friend. Good job. 
Hey, Big J, what was the main ingredient in the first ever television dinner sold in stores? I'm going to give you multiple choices. Okay. Meatloaf, turkey, or spaghetti and meatballs? I'm going to go with turkey. That is correct. Right. Good job. And I can tell you the reason behind it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, They had too many turkeys in the freezer, and they're like, what do we do with these? And they went ahead and said, you know what? We're going to create these le- these TV dinners. And then that became the history of TV dinners. Too many cooks. Jake, uh, Spock was half human. What was the other half of him? The race of alien that he is. That? Spock from the Star Trek television series wow. was half human. What was his other half? I do not watch Star Trek. You got me on that oh, one. Oh, no! Wrong. <laughs> Man, I, do, I, I see where you come from. That's dedication, though, to never know anything about it. <laughs> Not yes. Even through osmosis, picking this up, do so you think? Hello, The X. Hello. Hey, on the TV show and movies, Star Trek, Spock was half human. What was his other half? Uh, Vulcan. Yeah. Right. That is correct. Vulcan neck throb. Big J, which Razzie Award has Tyler Perry won twice? Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Best Actor. That's not with the Razzies. The, wrong. Well, aren't the Razzies, like, all-encompassing, like the like the Oscars? No. What do you think the Razzies are again? I thought that they were these, you know, the, the crappy version of the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, so they wouldn't give away Best Anything, right? Well, clearly, it would be Worst Actor, but for them, it would be Best Actor. Wrong. No, they call it worst, first of all. Oh, okay. Uh, and no, that that is not correct. The answer is worst actress, believe it or not. Right. For his Medea movies. Oh. He's won twice for that. Not in the actor category. Hey, congratulations, man. You got tickets to go check out Trivium between the Buried and Me and Whitechapel coming up on the 2nd of October at the Rev Center. Please hold on tight. We'll make sure you're all good to go there. And you can win more tickets tomorrow right around this time if you want to go check out Trivium in concert. You will not be sad that you win those tickets, I promise you. We got some headlines they are coming up next on the x rocks and for headlines on the morning after with nick and big j you better believe it headlines are as follows a question of morals hey gross and no disassemble (laughs) hey uh gross german customs officials have found 93 gigantic african land sales at an airport there according to authorities by following a trail left by one rogue snail. That's all it took. Custom agents found the, ba- the bag that it escaped from and its buddies. In addition to the sails, fish and rotting meat were also found because everybody loves to fly with that stuff. So snails are now with an animal rescue service and the meat was disposed of. Never in the history of the customs office has a trail of slime led agents to smuggled goods. So we have a first here. I'm not sure what the black market is on gigantic African land sales or rotting meat. Unless that's what snails eat. I'm not sure. And so uh, that seems like a really gross combination to be trying to fly with. And why you thought you'd be able to get away with it is another thing altogether, I suppose. So maybe there's money in it. I don't know. Either way. Man, what were they smuggled in? None of this stuff was really detailed in the story, but 93 is a lot of snails, number one. Yeah. And then the rotting meat is also very, very gross. People are gross, Big J. I'm learning this. Doesn't matter where you are in the world. People are gross. A question of morals or no disassemble. 
No disassemble. Big J, you're familiar with the number five, right? Yes. Lots of people have superstitions, but they're usually not irrational beliefs that they have to work through themselves. But uh, the owner of an education company is China is in the news because he has a superstition that is keeping qualified job applicants from being hired. The owner has got some weird kind of like animosity towards the number five. So he refuses to hire anybody who has number five in their phone number. That immediately disqualifies them from getting the job. Uh, he believes the number five is bad luck and he doesn't want to invite that into his business. So he has made the decision that anybody that has the number five in their phone number is not allowed to work there. Now, I don't know why it's just like the phone number. I imagine there are other things in people's lives and that the number five could pop up in, you know, like yeah. say their address or something. Their birth date? Right. I don't know if that disqualifies them or, or not, but it seems like he's got a real issue with the number five. And of course, uh, you know, there are some cultures that are very superstitious and believe that, but this one is making headlines because there are at least three people that are very qualified for the job. They're like, dude won't even call me back. Because I got a five in my number, which is crazy. Uh, so I guess how, in this case, number five is not alive, Big Jane. I'm how does sorry. this dude function? I guess he hires people that don't have fives in number. Uh, is there a five in your telephone number? Yeah. There is? Mine too. And so uh, both of us would not be allowed to work in this uh, education, although probably a good thing but, for those people. I mean, in general, though, he's going to run into fives everywhere. You would think. But I guess he's made it this far. I mean, he's got a business. He's hiring people. Doesn't he's like been in business not. for a while. Nope, nope. Nothing with fives. Thinks they're bad luck. And we'll wrap it up with a question of morals. Would you give back an unexpected paycheck, Big J? Well, yeah. Paycheck? Yeah. Yeah, to my company? Uh, to a company. Let's say you're a freelance worker and you oh. accidentally get paid for a job you know you didn't do, but somebody sent you a check. Would you yeah. take Yeah, of course. That makes you a good person. I and know. A human error is being blamed for an unexpected direct deposit of a quarter of a million dollars. Woo! Sam Curry is a security engineer, and he basically uh, is a freelance engineer that works for large tech companies that finds bugs in their software that they put together and then helps them fix them. Well, he got a direct deposit into his account from Google, a reputable company, for $249,999. And he's like, I, while I do work for large tech companies and I have worked for Google in the past, I don't remember working for Google enough to get a quarter of a million dollar paycheck. And he got an email about two days later that said our team recently made a payment to the wrong company as a result of a human error. And so now Curry is doing the right thing and giving the money back to Google. Now, I would say if there's a company that could lose a quarter of a million dollars and probably not feel the sting of it, it's Google. But it's probably right to do that right thing and give it Listen, back. Listen, somebody's always going to miss $250,000. I suppose you're right. Yeah, it doesn't matter how rich you are. That's probably something that they're going to track down. But it didn't take them long to figure it out. So once again, a reminder that while, you know, it's nice to get a bonus every now and again, if it's unwarranted, odds are somebody's going to be coming back for that money. And if you spent it, it's going to come out of your pocket. So try to remember I mean, that. but at the same time, if you go, you know, hey, guys, look, you, you sent me $250,000. Why? And they'd be like, you know what? Uh, we screwed up. Keep it. Or you could say, hey, you know what I do? I find bugs for software companies. I can make sure that doesn't happen again. Why don't you hire me yeah. and I'll keep the money and fix the problem that but, caused but you to give me it? Hire me for $250,000. Or $500,000. Whatever you want to do. Your call. <laughs> 
That is Slipknot. That is Yen here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it doesn't matter how big you get, you still got to watch out for hackers. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, a little bit of early nerd alert here. But uh, yesterday online, uh, it seems a hacker uh, has uh, hacked Rockstar Games and uploaded uh, some 90 videos of Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, some screenshots as well about uh, about the game. And uh, basically, these are early renderings and, and things like that that they're still working on the game but uh trying to make a deal with rockstar because they also he also well he or she whoever they might be uh got source code assets and things like that so uh, a lot of uh, stuff went bad there for rockstar yesterday and of course uh you know the gta community here recently has been uh, surmising that at some time here in october uh we might get our first look at the game via trailer and that sort of thing uh for various reasons now uh grand theft auto has uh, come out and confirmed that uh those leaks indeed are real, but development is not going to be affected as a result. Rockstar uh, published a, a, a statement and said, uh, we're extremely disappointed to have any details of the next game shared. With all of you this way, our work on the next Grand Theft Auto game will continue as planned as we remain as committed as ever to delivering an experience to you, our players, that truly exceeds expectations. We will update everyone again soon, and of course, we'll properly uh, introduce you to this uh, the next game when it is ready. And, you know, the leak wasn't like catastrophic for the company. It really just kind of like got you the first names of the two uh, protagonists that are involved in it, a couple of locations, the fact that it's somehow connected to Vice City, but most of these things were some stuff that we already knew. Like, you knew it was connected to Vice City. They had said that. You knew there was going to be a female protagonist. They had said that. And so now you just kind of get a little... But, I mean, it didn't get into too much of the plot, nor is it like you know, incredibly groundbreaking. It looks a lot like GTA V, which all Grand Theft Auto games look alike. They've just expanded on graphics and and world maps and all that kind of stuff involved. There's not too much of a difference in gameplay between, you know, Grand Theft Auto 3 and Grand Theft Auto 5. It's just, you know, the the capacity and the size of the game. So I don't think it did a lot of damage, but I can understand being upset when a hacker comes in and grabs all your stuff. Well, more more importantly, they're they're still um, threatening to uh, release, but more importantly, that source code is what's important. That can really screw some stuff up. The Jake uh, Gyllenhaal movie. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. The Jake Gyllenhaal movie and uh, the important stuff for Grand Theft Auto Five and online, maybe even perhaps. Um, so uh, we'll see. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, the hackers negotiated a deal, and I'm like, how does this happen? How do we just not find out who this person is and then arrest them? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's all computer stuff, man. The internet's a crazy place. You can hide yourself. Uh, plus, uh, make yourself anonymous, I believe, is yeah. the whole point, right? You're right. Of the whole hacking group. Although I don't think they're related to what's going on with the Rockstar Games hack. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your chance to win some stuff from us with Bad Impressions next on the X Rocks. On 100.3, the X. Bad Impressions brought to you by the Ido Center pre-owned superstore Treasure Valley Subaru. And we have tickets here to uh, a little show happening out at the uh, um, uh, Expo Idaho Grandstands, Candlebox, Glory Sons, and Aaron Jones, October 1st. We'll get you set up with those if you can figure out Bad Impressions here this morning. The number is 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, then these tickets to that show in a couple Saturdays become yours, and hopefully you become happy. Hello, The X. What's up, man? You're up first. Good luck. I was a professional skateboarder, then became a professional stunt performer. 
I helped create Jackass with Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, and Ryan Dunn. Uh, Bam Margera. There you go. Bam Margera is correct. Good Bam. job. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those candle box tickets. What was clue three? Uh, I had my own TV show called Viva La Bam. And why is Bam Margera in the news? Uh, unfortunately, uh, Bam uh, still having some struggles with the substance abuse. And uh, this time around, uh, he's been uh, ordered, uh, court ordered. Well, he's got a return to court ordered rehab. Uh, yet again, now he's escaped several inpatient facilities over the past few months. Uh, this time, he's going to be allowed to uh, do treatment as an outpatient. So hopefully, uh, they'll get some sort of treatment in that. But I mean, because uh, he keeps escaping, obviously. <laughs> and he goes right to bars when he leaves rehab, which is never a good place to go if you're trying to rehab from alcohol addiction, which appears to be one of his problems, if not uh, multiple. I'm not exactly sure, yeah. but uh, I. I'll say that you you did not you still haven't seen Jackass Forever, right? No, I haven't yet. Uh, it's uh, it's great. It's funny. It's awesome. It's nostalgic. But I, I I really did miss Bam, and I know why he's not there. I just wish he could get his bleep together and and take care of that. Since Ryan's passing, since that accident, I mean, he's just never been the same. You're absolutely never correct. been the same. And it's tough, and that's a lot of emotions to have to deal with. And some people battle those particular demons in certain ways. And this is how he's chosen to deal with it. And it's unfortunate, but I just want him to get better, I guess, is the point. Yeah, we uh, all do. But, uh, yeah, he's back at her, so hopefully this one will stick. But you never know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on The X Rocks. (laughs) Five Finger Death Punch, times like these. Wrapping up the Morning After with Nick and Big J here on 100.3 The X on a Monday. Thank you for hanging out with us. We got to honor Paul Rudd today. That seemed fitting. We also had a chance to warn you about dangerous roommates and making sure that you hide all sharp objects from them if you're kicking somebody out of your house for good reasons because you never know when it could come back to haunt you. We cured your binge eating and we even had a chance to learn a little bit about midlife crises and make short circuit references. I believe that's a win. Big J, that leaves you with the floor. Uh, yeah, uh, what's your favorite cocktail? Nick, you drink a cocktail ever? Uh, I, I used to, but I don't do it very much anymore. I used to do, like, the vodka tonics were sure. my drink of choice back in the day. The top marketing uh, company, they're called Top Marketing, but I top. <laughs> figured out which cocktail is most popular in every U.S. state, Nick. And, uh, here in Idaho, the, the number one cocktail is Pina Colada. Pina Colada, huh? Yeah, that takes the top in, in 10 states. The Margarita came in number one in 23 states. And then uh, the Bloody Mary in fourth at six states. That would be my favorite. The Bloody Mary yeah. is your favorite cocktail? Yeah. yeah, I can't do Bloody Marys for obvious reasons. But uh, I, I'm not a fan of margaritas only because tequila and I go uh, poorly together. And I'll say that I don't think in my life I've ever had a Pina Colada. What is a pina colada? I don't know. Oh, it's man. like uh, it's I was hoping your pineapple in it. Celebrity bartenderdom would come into handy here, but uh, I I've have never... as much I have as much experience bartending as you do. Yeah, which extent, which basically was pouring beers out of the tap for us. But uh, I, I was pretty good at that. But yeah, no, I've never I've never had a pina. I'm guessing that means you haven't either. Uh, have I had one? Yes. Well, absolutely. Oh, but you don't know what's in, in no, it? no. Oh, okay, you just drink whatever they put in front yeah, of you. Yeah, pretty much. They they can call it something else, you, I guess. You and Bamajira. Uh, well, enjoy your pina coladas, everybody. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X Rocks. <laughs>
The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.